Hi, I'm Casey. And I'm Bobby. And this is our podcast where each month we present one another with a new challenge to improve our mental, physical, or emotional well-being. Or sometimes just to be competitive. Because Casey is ridiculously competitive about everything. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that a challenge? <clears throat> testing, testing. <clears throat> One, two, three. Your throat's a little dry. <laughs> okay, we have to redo that. Is <laughs> that scary? I was trying to clear my throat. Hi. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another day, another dollar. I Every time we start... I focus so hard on trying not to say, hi, guys. Yeah, I think that's a good thing to focus on. But to me, like... I do it too. Well, it's... Yeah, I just... I use it as just like an all-inclusive... But, but I it's recognize not inclusive. Yeah. That it's I think, not. Uh, no, okay. I think it's one of those things that is. It's like in, intention versus intent. Yeah. And... Or sorry... What is the phrase? Intent versus impact. Sorry. Mm. Intention and, and intent are the same thing. Intent versus impact. Where I understand that your intention in saying, hey guys, is to be inclusive, but it is not actually inclusive. And so the impact is that you are excluding people by saying that. You know? So it's like no one's going to... I'm not going to think that you're a bad person if you say, hey guys, because I know that your intention is not to call me a guy. Mm-hmm. But the impact to certain people, especially people who like feel differently about gender than, than we do, like who, who identify with uh, genders other than what other people might identify them as, mm-hmm. you know, that can, can be like a shaming thing or an offsetting thing. And so I think it's okay to say, but I also think it's good that you're being aware of it and trying to come up with other things to say. Yeah. That's, I just, I think... Yeah, because I do. I, I want to respect and honor everyone. And yeah, anyways, um, so that's that's the beginning. <laughs> so we're doing this now. Yeah, well, I think we're actually halfway through the episode. Um, well, damn, there you guys go. That was our little <laughs> nugget of wisdom. Have a wonderful day. Yeah. Just kidding. This is the Is That a Challenge podcast. I'm Casey. I'm Bobby. And together we have been doing this podcast for about a, a half a year and some change now, um, which feels pretty cool. Yeah. We're coming towards the last four months of the year. We're on... We're eight deep. We're on the eighth month of the year, which is August. And August is a fun fun month for us because we're getting married this month. Ooh, and that's pretty cool. Doing it. But it's also very stressful. We are literally planning the... The chillest wedding that could possibly be planned. Um, it there's no one's invited. <laughs> I I wasn't even on the list. Bobby's invited and I'm invited and that's it. And um, I am on the list. You are on the list. You're the only one on my list, baby. Okay. And it's just gonna be the two of us. DC lets you do self officiated weddings, and which during COVID just seems really fitting. And yeah, um, it's just gonna be yeah. So it's just gonna be you and me and. Um, kind of doing our own thing, which is also very, very the two of us. Um, but anyway, it was still very stressful. And I found that this month's challenge really came in handy for me not to be bridezilla, even for the most chill bride 
preparations that ever have been prepared. Yeah. And our challenge this month was meditation. Om. Om. So I'm a yoga teacher, not full time, but I have been a yoga teacher. I've been certified since 2016. Math. 2016. We're just going to go with that. She Hannah Katz, Hannah yeah. May, if you're listening to this podcast, you can correct me because we did our um, yoga certification together. But I have been teaching yoga for many, many years, and it's been a big part of my life for many, many years. And I'll be the first to admit that I've always hated meditating. Um, and I... they're going to take my take my certification away right here, right now. <laughs> but it's always been really difficult for me, and I've always wanted to have a consistent practice of meditating the way I do a consistent practice of physical yoga and it's just never happened for me and and this month it was a struggle to happen for me but I do think that this month was also a breakthrough in that you know I didn't I didn't necessarily think about the fact that we were doing this challenge and we were planning the wedding at the same time um but it did it forced me to to stick with meditating at a time in my life that was pretty stressful and usually I think that that is what happens is that something anxiety provoking or difficult comes up and meditation is like the first thing that I kind of drop. Um, and so this month I really had to stick with it through this and I actually, I really did find it to be, to be really helpful. Yeah. I, I think you'll find this in maybe interesting as you know, low key as I, I may seem day in and day out, but, um, if I can't do something to the standard or the vision that I have in my mind, then I feel like it's a failure and I get down on myself and I just, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And for, for me, meditation has always been something like that. Like, yeah, you know, it's, you have to find this inner Zen and in enlightenment. And I'm not saying I'm not downplaying those that, that get to that point, but for me personally, in my journey with it, it has always been, well, all right, okay, I'm, I'm going to set aside just 10 minutes, maybe five minutes of my time. And I'm just, I'm going to really just like zone in. And then like a minute into it, I'm like, what was that? <laughs> I think a lot of people resonate with that. Yeah. And, and so I think the knowing that going into that or going into this month with that mindset really helped me. Because I, I have, like I've heard other people mention it in other podcasts and just a little bit that I've, I've read recently about meditating and just, you know, things kind of related, not specifically stating that it's meditation, but related to, um, is that, you know what, that's fine. I mean, everyone is leading a busy life and have so many distractions and other things going on that it it's bound to happen that during this time that you set aside to just kind of let everything go or not let it, not let everything go, but really focus in, um, you're going to have moments where you just, you are unable to do that. Yeah. And so give yourself a, a little grace and just yeah embrace that. And it's, it's definitely the fun part of doing this podcast together is that our goal is not to say in 30 days or in the span of a month, we're going to have like mastered this thing that we've set out to do. It's just us saying like, we are going to try this challenging thing for a month. And then we're going to come at the end of the month and we're going to tell you our listeners 
um, what worked for us and what didn't work for us, right? What we found, what we found that was helpful along the way. And I think that that's really nice because it does give me a lot of freedom because the way that you just described meditation of, I come to it with this preconceived notion of what it's supposed to be. And if I don't instantly attain that, I don't want to do it anymore. That's me with all of life. (laughs) And, And it's really hard for me to come to something and not instantly be perfect at it. And if I'm not instantly perfect at it, to want to keep doing it. And setting my life up in this way where I, where instead of saying do it and do it right the first time, it's do it for 30 days. And at the end of 30 days, see see the difference. Mm-hmm. And um, and every month, even on the months where we, we've been like, man, we really did not do this well at all. It's like we still saw the difference. And I just I think that's really cool and is a good a good way to to approach a lot of things in life. Um, yeah, I agree. And I think with meditation specifically, you know, like I said, I've been teaching yoga and so I've been guiding people through Shavasana, through that ending part of a yoga practice where you're laying on the floor and your eyes are closed and hopefully when you're in a yoga class your teacher will say something about you know setting up your mind for a couple moments of meditation and I've been doing that for so long that I think that I just started to feel like that's all that meditation was and I started to think that it's just yeah it's just that that clear your mind focus on your breath like allow your thoughts to dissipate relax and that's so difficult for me one thing that I found really cool in this month is I actually explored a lot of different types of meditation um, and found some that I liked way way more than the lay here in corpse pose is literally what it's called lay here and pretend to be dead for five minutes is incredibly difficult for me what so shavasana Mm -hmm. no shit until this moment I thought was the word for nap and so every time we've done that (laughs) just a little nap i have taken a a power nap (laughs) i'm a horrible yoga teacher is what we just learned because i'm not not guiding you well into that at all no i think that i just gave you the impression that i knew what the hell was going on and no it's fine it's okay i i don't mind it some people have fallen asleep at the end of my yoga classes and i have to kind of go gently wake them up and And sometimes people, I mean, and it is, it's embarrassing. Like you just fell asleep in front of a bunch of people. I understand that impulse, but to me really, it's like, it's okay. It's totally fine. Like that's what your body needed in that moment. That's what you wanted in that moment. And you took it good for you. A lot of people aren't brave enough to do that. I also feel that way when people fart in my class, not when you're just like willy nilly passing your gas all over people, like with no consideration, but you know, sometimes accidentally fart slip out when you're in, when your butt's up in the air and I tell you to lift a leg up it's hard to hold that in you know and and people get so embarrassed and I'm like it's what your body needed to do and yeah like some some of us are so locked into this perception of what we have to be in society that we don't let our bodies do what they need to do we don't let our minds think what they need to think and we don't let ourselves be what we need to be and it's just like Sometimes you got to sleep. Sometimes you got to fart. Sometimes you got to do both. <laughs> Sometimes you got to do both. Lord knows I do. Um anyway, I've had a little bit of wine tonight. So You? Me. Um what? And so here we are. 
But I did, I wanted to talk on the podcast about like some different kinds of meditation that I tried out, but I also am really curious, Bobby, what your experience was because we've been a little bit separate this, this month. We've been kind of running in two different directions and I, and we haven't gotten to do this challenge very much together. So I'm curious to hear, hear what your, your experience was. Yeah. uh, Well, I won this challenge. (laughs) <laughs> just as an FYI. I won meditation. I meditated the fuck out of this <laughs> month. Um, I, so yeah, going into it, I knew, it's not that I knew that it was necessarily going to be difficult, but I have, like, you know, you, you hear about uh, people, and I don't want to say successful people, just you hear about people that are, at peace or you maybe see or read or uh, hear about people that are genuinely happy and somewhere in the stream of their lives I think meditation is maybe like a common thread Um, Mm -hmm. or you know just like getting grounded and you know spending time in the moment being in being in the moment I think is really really key and important um and I know for myself historically like I'm I'm really bad about that like I it's not even that I get caught up in things but it's that I accept situations or you know even subconsciously and just kind of go with the flow and then I, I realize I'm like oh wow you know I've been doing this for a long time and I haven't come up for any air and um so Knowing that and having this kind of 30 days or this month where uh, meditating was going to be the focus in this part of my life, I stepped into this and I went into this with the intent of giving myself some grace. Mm-hmm. Um, not grace or enough room to not do it, but that when I was focused on doing it, if my mind wandered or strayed or, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on with work. If I found myself halfway into it, focusing on something work related, I would recognize that and accept it and say, okay, but that's, that's not the time. That's not, that's not what we're doing right now. And so would bring myself back to it. Um, I didn't necessarily follow any guideline or rule or rules this month other than just ensuring that I I did it whenever I woke up because I wake up at 5 a.m. And that's whenever I feel like I'm most centered and have the most, I guess, willpower and energy to, to mm-hmm. really stick to, to my guns on things. And it's also the quietest time in the world, you know. Um, and so I would do it after I woke up anytime between then and 7 a.m., which things is when things kind of start to heat up for the day, um, I would. I would pause, no phone, no laptop, no distractions near me. If I had just checked my email, I would close my laptop and I'd set it next to me on the couch or uh, on the the counter. Um, And I would just, I would close my eyes and I would try and clear my mind and just go from there. I didn't set a timer. I was aware of the time that I started. I would look at the stove or my phone, whatever the case was, and I would go for as long as I 
thought or felt was five minutes. And if I, I hadn't reached that mark, whenever I looked again, um, I would just pause again and just continue. Um, and it was, it was, it was nice. It was, I think it was peaceful, especially during this past month. We kind of mentioned that things have been crazy, a lot going on. Uh, and it's really definitely, really definitely, uh, (laughs) something that I want to continue to do. Um, because it's just, it's a moment for yourself. Mm -hmm. It's a moment of just peace, especially if you have a really hectic schedule or, you know, there's a, a big event coming up and you just, if you're so focused on whatever that event is or life or things just going on, it's just nice to, I think, pause and just even if you just count breaths, do do something to yeah. just center yourself. Sorry. No, I think that that's a great point. And I think that, um, you know, to, to what we said earlier about um, don't get so wrapped up in what the idea of meditation is supposed to be. And I stand by that. But also, I do think you know that you have done meditation, that you have truly meditated when you when you leave that moment feeling better right and so there have been plenty of times where I've sat down and been like I'm going to meditate damn it and it's like I sit there and I don't and I do I I do nothing like I sit on my my yoga mat and I close my eyes and I just breathe and like I push myself through those five minutes and I don't feel better right but technically I meditated right? I sat there and I tried to clear my mind. I focused on my breath and five minutes passed. And then I got up and I instantly like went about the rest of my day. And to anyone walking by me, they would be like, oh, that girl's meditating. Right. But it didn't feel like it. Like it didn't have the impact that I needed from it. There have also been lots of times where I've been on a bike ride or like, and I'm by myself and I, and I bike through like a nice wooded area where it feels like it's just me and the trees. And I, I feel like present and at peace. And it's like, that's meditating, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and I forget that a lot. Um, that, that like meditation can be so many different things. And I actually think that that's why this month, Um, because you and I have both tried to do like daily meditation together in the past and we've often done it with the help of apps like Calm or Headspace and I have a lot of appreciation for those apps Um, and I definitely think they're a great starting place if you're completely brand new to this or if you just need something to keep you accountable and keep you consistent I think that's a great place to be at but for me those started to feel like a task on my to-do list right? It started to feel like a, okay, now for the next 10 minutes, you have to sit here and do nothing. And it's, you know, you don't really want to do it and you're not really kind of committing to it, but you're just getting it done. And then you can cross it off and you can go to the next thing. And this month approaching this particular like round of meditation in my life, I purposefully didn't use anything outside of myself to do my meditations. It was all just me. And, and I didn't even, like you said, your kind of anchor for this habit that you're building was I do it every morning before other people in my house wake up. And I think, again, like, I think that's so important and is a good skill of like, if you want to add something into your life, come up with 
the thing that's going to keep you consistent in it. I did not do that at all this month. I literally just was like, whenever I feel like it or whenever I feel that I need it, I'm going to try these different things of types of meditation. If I try something and it doesn't work out, I'm just not going to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to stop. And then I'm going to try something different the next day. And it just took a lot of the pressure off and I feel like it let me be creative and truly like have the experience. Yeah. Well, and I think that in that way, as long as, you know, it's still kind of in the forefront of your mind, it's much more organic, right? Mm -hmm. Because for me, even though I didn't necessarily add it to or write it down on a to-do list, it still was, okay, I wake up and then this is what I, this is what I do now because if I don't do it now then it it, then it won't happen and so it does become a more structured part of the day or 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 part of the the structure itself or the of the day um but uh it's not you know it's not quite as close I think as it should be I didn't want to say necessarily that it, it should be one thing or the other, but just it would be nice if it could occur more naturally, especially for me. But, I mean, it, I'm not faulting myself for it. Um, it's also the way that meditation shows up for you in your life in yeah. August of 2021 is right. not the way it's going to show up for you in August of 2031, you mm-hmm. know? And... Again, like, I think people have this perspective of meditation that it's like, just sit down, close your eyes, clear your mind. You will become Zen. You will, you will lift out of your body and you will see your life and like everything will just come into perspective and then you'll drop back down your body and take a big deep breath and then you'll just like go about your day a much better person. Yeah. And that's not what it is. Like, it's not that easy. It's not that mind blowing. It's not that life changing. And therefore... It's hard to do every day. There are definitely times where you're going to sit down and be like, I'm just sitting here wasting time. Or you're going to fall asleep. Or you're going to be able to sit and settle with yourself and find that balance of like presence and focus, but also clarity and calmness, right? It's all wrapped up together. And anytime you're trying to build a new habit, I know people that can get up in the morning and they just, or they go about their day and they just, when it's time for them to go on a run, they just go on a run. Like they can just tell in their body and they can sense it and they just do it. If I don't have it on my, like on my planner written in ink that I cannot erase or scratch out that will be there for eternity in my brain because my planner is like what I do or die by, right? Like if I don't, if I don't have it on there that I have to run at 7 a.m., I won't, I won't do it. I'll sleep. I love sleep. I hate running like until I do it, you know? And that's how I know that it's a habit that I'm I'm building. And maybe one day I'll get to the point where I can just run. Yeah. I can just go do it. Maybe not. Who knows? Same thing for meditation. Yeah. So two two things, two thoughts. One is, listeners, I just need to write something in eek in your planner for it to become reality. This is interesting. Yeah, I'm very persnickety about my planner and I do like, so I ha- I always keep paper planners. I plan things out in advance on Sunday for the week and if if things change, that's fine. Um, Like I'll scratch something out, like if a meeting gets shifted around or it's like, oh, I thought I was going to be able to do this at this time, now I have to do it at another time or whatever. 
I'll shift things around. But if a day goes by and I don't do what I said I was going to do that day, I highlight it. And at the end of the day, I look at how many highlights I have. And like, it does, it motivates me. I don't, I don't want to highlight in my planner. And I don't know why. I don't ever keep my planners. I don't ever look back at previous years. I don't even look back on like the current year. Once the week is done, the week is done. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't ever want to have highlighter ink. Well, so I was What actually, are you wanting to like write in there? I'm just being very selfish. Like, I don't know, like... <laughs> rub Bobby's feet? I'm not really a foot rub person. I'm, you could rub my butt. <laughs> okay, we're still recording. I know. Hi, guys. Um, <laughs> but like in like a just, you know, a purely like I work out, I'd squat a lot way. Mm-hmm. You just way. need some some recovery. Anyways, so what yeah. was your second thing? the The second thing was uh, don't be fooled. I I did not reach enlightenment at any moment during this past month. So Bobby is enlightened. He's heavy. I am. Yeah, I am darkened. <laughs> I'm darkened. <laughs> Outlightened. If anything, no. Uh, but because there there were there were days where, like. I would just start and there were, in my mind at the time, more pressing matters that needed my attention. I, pretty kind of busy cycle, a couple of phases uh, at work this past month. And so I would naturally drift to what needed to happen mm-hmm. again, uh, kind of maybe the downside of doing this at the beginning of the day. Um would drift to what my focus for the day should be. But to me, the the biggest thing that I tried to prioritize was, you know, recentering, refocusing, and being intentional. And for me right now in my life, meditation, anytime that I hear meditation or that I try to practice it, it I kind of replace that with being intentional or just intent. And so that is, is what I focused on was that it doesn't matter if during those five minutes or however long I gave myself, if I was thinking about work or, you know, trying not to think about work or just being at peace with the world, I was intentionally doing something outside of the norm for myself, but giving myself space to relax and not stress Mm -hmm. about things and just kind of breathe and yeah yeah what I hear you kind of saying is you know meditation is this opportunity for you to break the cyclical nature of life yeah it's a way for you to break out of the idea that we all have of as soon as I wake up in the morning how much can I get done how much can I accomplish? How much can I plow through until I'm until I'm exhausted and it's also bedtime? And then I wake up and I do it all again. And that's how we do. That's how we get stuck in ruts of life where mm-hmm. we're just going. We're just going, going, going. We don't know where. We don't know why. But we just got to keep going. We just got to keep going until it's bedtime, until we can sleep, and then we wake up and we do it again. And meditation um is in the same group for me personally as writing as being in nature um for for 
an extended period of time, like going camping, as being in water, like being in the ocean. Um, they're like these things that like just instantly for me, it just breaks me out of my life. Like my, and that makes me sound like my, like I hate my life. I love my life, but I think I love my life because I appreciate it so much. And because I've given myself these moments of like snapping out of it and like looking in and figuring out, is this the life that I want for myself? And I don't let myself get so caught up in the to-do list or get so caught up in the the meetings and the lists and the bills and the conversations. And, you know, I have the space to say, no, I'm going to hold my breath and I'm going to duck underwater and it's going to be silent and it's going to be beautiful. And meditation is that thing that we can do when we're away from the ocean, <laughs> like when we can't go camping. Um, and whatever it is, whatever it is for everyone, I think it's really good to know, to know what your things are that, that snap you out of it. But it's also really nice to have meditation that's in your back pocket, like, whenever. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really great why for starting a meditation practice. For starting a meditation practice. I say fur instead of for. Because I'm a little southern. That no line at all. (laughs) Sometimes I hear myself say things and I'm like, just stop. Stop. Stop speaking. No, I love it. With your words. Um, When you say y'all. Y'all, well, y'all, I do want to give y'all a couple of ideas for different ways that you can try meditation. Because I think that we've both, and I hate that I say because, okay, anyway, because I think that we've given you the why or our why um, for approaching a meditation practice. But these are a couple of Things you can try out so you can kind of just listen to my list and my descriptions. And if there's something that catches your your fancy that you're like, oh, that sounds kind of fun. Or, oh, I never thought that that was meditation, right? You can you can start incorporating these things, especially if you're very intimidated by, as, as Bobby and I were, by the typical like, sit down, shut up <laughs> kind of meditation. So um, the first one that I'll talk about is, um, let's see. I'll look at my list and then I'll decide. So the first one I'll talk about is focused attention. Focused attention meditating. Oh, also a quick shout out. I got all of these from Headspace's website. Um, so I know I just shout on like using apps for meditation a little bit, but Headspace like, and, and they're all genuinely so great. And I do recommend them for certain people at certain times. Um, but they, they also have really great resources for all the time. And I got this, I got a list of different types of meditation uh, from their website. And I'm just going to pull a couple that, that I felt like were really great. The first one they label as focused attention. So this is focusing your attention on one thing for a set amount of time. So this is kind of the typical, I think what we think of as meditation, right? Where you just sit and you close your eyes and you focus on your breath. Um, Breath is a great thing that you can focus on because it's easy. You just count how long it takes you to inhale, count how long it takes you to exhale, Preferably those two things are equal. So if you breathe in for a count of four, you also try and breathe out for a count of four. And you do that for as long as you have given yourself time for or as long as it takes for you to feel really present and settled in your breath. Um, And then you move on. Another type of focused attention is focusing on a mantra. So a mantra is a word or phrase that has significance to you in that moment. I use this to fall asleep a lot because if you have kind of racing thoughts as you're trying to go to sleep, 
I feel you and I have the same. And Bobby knows this because sometimes I'll talk to him about all of my racing thoughts as I'm trying to fall asleep. But also, he's trying to fall asleep. (laughs) I don't know what conversations you think you're having because (laughs) it typically goes like, hey, babe. Hey, babe. We're shutting our lights off. Are we doing this sleep thing? Yeah, let's do this sleep thing. And then we'll like start like talking to each other. And then you're like... <laughs> I do. I like think I'm, I do think that I'm talking to you, but I know that I'm drifting off, which is good. That's also really helpful because it gives me something, it gives me a clear train of thought. Like if I'm just in my own head by myself, it's like I'm thinking about my day and I'm thinking about what I have to do tomorrow and I'm thinking about what I ate and I'm thinking about how much I love Rowdy and then I'm thinking about this thing that happened to me in eighth grade that was really embarrassing and then I'm realizing that I'm a really embarrassing person and then I'm like, I'm picking apart, you know what I mean? And it just, it spirals into all these different areas. And so if I can give myself a mantra to focus on, um, and I'll just, I'll match it to my breath and I'll just like say it in my head until I fall asleep. And it might just be something like, like, I'm grateful for my day. I'm grateful for my night. Like it might be, it might be a feeling that I'm trying to invoke as I'm falling asleep. Why are you smirking at me? Because I just, I love how, I don't know. Neurotic I am? No, get out of here. <laughs> um, but I think, that, I think that can be really nice. Another type of focused attention that I have heard other people do that I'm not a huge fan of but can be really helpful if you struggle with um, keeping your eyes closed is like focusing on a moving object. So a candle can be really helpful. If you want to meditate, (laughs) don't hypnotize yourself. If you want to meditate, but it's difficult for you to keep your eyes closed, maybe it makes you feel uncomfortable or it makes you feel really sleepy, light a candle, place it in front of you, watch the flame. That is focused attention. So those are a couple examples there. We just talked about falling asleep. I also like meditation, as Bobby mentioned, for waking up. So um, one kind of interesting way I think I think Bobby already explained kind of like the Zen breath meditation, which is sitting and focusing on your breath and, and letting your thoughts kind of drift in and out of your mind without attaching yourself to anything. And if you if you start kind of going down a train of thought and then you notice, you just bring yourself back to your breath and, and you let that thought go. So we already kind of covered that one. Another really interesting one that I like is doing a body scan. So you wake up, your alarm's going off, you turn your alarm off and you lay flat in your bed. You can close your eyes if you don't feel that you're going to fall back asleep or this might be a good time for you to keep your eyes open. Just stare at your ceiling or if you wake up with the sunrise, you can stare out a window is is really nice because that like natural sunlight will help you wake up and you just mentally scan your body from the top of your head down to your feet. And it's just like, um, Bob, what are those those, uh, machines called that they stick you in? MRI? MRI machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like... CAT scan? You... Are those different? Or are they the same? It's like the big circular thing that you see in movies and you have to lay really still and they stick you in them and they scan you, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone knows what I'm talking about. Some of you might have even been in them. I've never been in one, so I don't know what it's called. It's like the alien thing and it's like you're in a tube, right? So pretend that you are doing that. Just mentally stop laughing at me. <laughs> <laughs> So you're in the tube (laughs) and you're just scanning, right? And 
You're not trying to change anything. You're not trying to adjust anything or fix anything. You're just noticing. You're just like scanning and, and it's almost like acknowledging. You're like, I feel, I feel my hair. I feel like I feel my nose as I breathe in and out. I feel my tongue on the roof of my mouth. Like I feel my chest expand with my breath. You know, I feel my hands touching, touching the sheets, whatever it is. And you just scan all the way down your body and then you scan all the way back up and that's meditation. Check, done, takes you two minutes, maybe less than that. And then you, you wake up, you know, and you're, you're ready to go. Um, a couple of other ones that I really like. Ooh, let's talk about um, loving kindness. I really like this one because it's so fucking hard for me because I hate everyone and I'm very unkind. So loving kindness is a type of meditation that uh, I first learned about as I was doing my vinyasa uh, yoga teacher training. And it's also something that I heard about and kind of was reminded about from a recent podcast episode of Krista Tippett's On Being podcast. Uh, It was an episode where she hosted Sharon Salzberg, who is the... I think she's the co-founder or founder of the Insight Meditation Society. And um, they they talk about loving kindness meditation, which is basically a meditation where you imagine like a sensation of loving kindness, right? So just love and kindness building up together in your heart. And you send that feeling first to yourself. So you feel loving kindness towards yourself and then you send it to someone that you love. So often for me, that's Bobby in my head. I send my loving kindness from myself to Bobby and then you send it out into the world, right? You send it to everyone, people that you know, people that you don't know, people that you like, people that you don't like, animals, plants, vibrations in the air. You send your loving kindness to everyone. And so I usually think of this as like, I sit in my meditation and I picture a light growing at my chest. Usually it's a yellow light because yellow is my favorite color. And I feel this light warming my body. I'm a little drunk because this sounds silly. (laughs) Does this sound silly? No. Okay. I'm sorry if I'm getting too woo-woo-y for people, but I believe in, I believe in this stuff. And so it's this yellow light in my heart and it's warming my body And it's filling me up with like all of the good things that I think that other people think about me. Because I often struggle with thinking good things about myself. So I build up my loving kindness from other people. Which is nice because then it's kind of like a big circle. But I'll get to that in a second. So I fill myself up with all these nice thoughts of like what my best friend thinks about me. And what Bobby thinks about me. And what my mom thinks about me. And what my dog thinks about me. And I just feel really good. And then I, I like... This ball has gotten really big, right? It's filling my entire being. And then I, I bring it back. I like wrap it up like a little gift and I send it to Bobby. Bobby's not in the room with me. Bobby has no idea that I'm doing this, but I just send him my little ball of light and goodness. And I send him just like all of the good things that I have in the world. I'm just like, I like take all of them. Like you have all of them now, you know? And this can be anyone, anyone that you love. And then it's like, I get another little ball. And this little ball, it's like I let it expand through my body again. And then it just like, it goes out of me, like into just the whole world. And I can't really see it. And I don't really know 
like I can't tell for a fact that it's doing this, but I just feel, I feel like it is. And it makes me feel really good to, to just like give my loving kindness to everyone, including like the people that irritate me (laughs) and the people that I don't like (laughs) and the people that I don't know and the people that I do know, but I just don't often think about, you know, just everyone, everyone and anyone. And that is loving kindness meditation. And the reason that I really like that one is because it gets back to kind of my personal why for meditating. Was that too woo-woo? Should we take that out? The the balls? Yeah. <laughs> my glowing my glowing heart balls. No, I mean I I also send my balls out into the world. <laughs> I just want everyone to, to make people happy. feel my balls. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't uh, work for everyone. The ballless? What? The ballless? What do you mean it doesn't work for everyone? No, I'm saying like balls for everyone. Yeah, the ballless? Everyone has balls. Everyone has loving kindness balls in their hearts. The Grinch? Before before Christmas. Before the that, Grinch that didn't one know that he was capable until Cindy Lou Who showed him. Everyone is capable of loving kindness. Hmm, I feel like this should be an episode to find out who is not capable. But, okay, so is that because, do you believe that human beings are inherently good or inherently evil? Neither. Then what are they? We're inherently potatoes? No, we're just, we're beings. Right, and I believe that every human being is born good. And therefore has the capability of loving kindness. Mm. Other people don't believe that. Right? That there are some people that are just born bad. Right? And they just aren't incapable. Or incapable, excuse me. Or like maybe that they're just beings. They're just neutral. Oh, well, I mean, I think it's perspective. Sure. You know. Because, I mean, you step out of like... A, a human conversation and you know a person that is bent on murdering other people if you were able to talk to the deer population they would be indifferent and it's not good or bad it's kind of random sorry no I think that every wasn't a very like good example no, I just I'm just trying to think about how to respond, but also I'm co- conscious of the fact that we're like rambling on a bit about this. But anyway, I th- I think that even the murderiest of of murdery ass people <laughs> have the ability to form loving kindness balls in their hearts. And even if that's not true, even if I'm just very naive and you know like uh, overly optimistic which no one would ever describe me as but I guess in this instance I guess when I have two glasses of wine I just believe the best in people but even if they're not they still deserve my loving kindness is what I believe yeah. and that's that's way harder you know when I it's that's the other thing that gets difficult about meditation sometimes is it's it's way easier to just be like oh I'm gonna sit here I'm gonna send my loving kindness out to everyone you're welcome world and then I get in my car and someone cuts me off and I'm like all none of the loving kindness comes out of my mouth you know what I mean and so but I do but I think that doing this practice just helps 
ground me in my loving kindness a little bit more than if I skip it and I just get into the cycle of my day and I'm not thinking about it, right? So I really like that one. Sharon Salzberg is who I was talking about. And she's the founder, I believe, of the Insight Meditation Society. And she was on this podcast and she was talking about meditation. And the quote that she had that I really liked is that um, the practice of meditation is practicing how to care for the world while also learning kindness towards ourselves. And I really liked that, how to care for the world while also learning kindness towards ourselves. And I think that that's a great perspective to take of why, why am I sitting down right now to close my eyes and, and like breathe and do nothing, quote unquote, do nothing, right? Why am I doing that? You're doing that to care for the world while also learning kindness towards yourself. And that's, you know, a, a great thing that you can do to achieve that. There's so many other great things that you can also do to care for the world and to learn kindness towards yourself. Meditation is just one of them, but it's a good reminder to me of like why I do this. It's not just because other people have said it works for them. It's not just because it's cool and trendy. It's not just because I'm a yoga teacher and someone told me I have to. It's not just because I'm in a yoga class and everyone's in Shavasana and I don't feel like taking a nap, right? It's like there's this greater purpose, which mm-hmm. goes back to kind of all of our podcasts and that there's a bigger bigger reason for all of these challenges. Driving towards something. And with that, it's probably a good time to talk about what our next challenge is going to be. So do you want to tell the people listening at home? Our September challenge is... <laughs> Bobby forgot. Bobby forgot what it is. And it is going to be completing a sprint triathlon. No, so I did not forget. Oh, did you not forget? I didn't. Oh, I'm sorry. I was trying to build suspense. You built a lot of suspense. I know. I was going to like roll it out one event at a time. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Well, we can edit this. I didn't really like coordinate that very well. You were looking at me like... like you gave, a swim. You gave me a look like this. But then... Okay, well, tell them now. No one knows what a sprint triathlon is. Tell them. Some people. Tell the people. So, uh, sprint triathlon, well, triathlon itself is three events, the tri. Um, and the traditional triathlon is in this order, a swim, a bike, and then a run. Um, we are doing what they call a sprint triathlon. It's like a baby version. I like to call it a baby triathlon. No, we don't baby. Just a wee one. Just a wee do baby triathlon. Oh, where you take all your events and you just make them really small. Someday I'll be a big triathlon. One day you can grow up and okay. be a... Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so yes. Uh, swim, bike, run. In this case, the swim is... Half a mile. Half a mile, so um, 800-ish meters. Um, and then the bike is... Like, 12 miles. It's ten, or no, that's not a 10K. What is it? Uh, I forget what the K is. I have it all in miles. Yeah. Because I'm I, an American. I do it in K, and then you say miles, and I like my... even. It's a half-mile swim, a 12-mile bike, and a 3.1-mile run. Yeah, 5K. <laughs> oh, good job. You got that one. Got it. Um, and it's, For time. It's for time. And this is something that Bobby and I have 
um, been planning to do all year. So it's not just a challenge that we're doing in this month. It's definitely not something that we recommend that anyone else just try and, you know, jump up and do in a month. Although that does happen. If you're super, if you're fit. <laughs> there are seek people. medical guidance. We just, we just listened to people um, who were like at the Olympics because the Olympics just wrapped up um, talking about how they got into triathlons by just like, jumping out of bed one day and and running a marathon and realizing that like that was pretty easy and I like good on you that's absolutely not me I have been training for this all year Bobby has a history of doing um sprint triathlons and other endurance type events that and almost so, sounds bad they what Bobby, you have a history. Bobby has history <laughs> he has issues Bobby has done this in the past lord bless him um, no, I just, I just meant that like you have experience with this. So you've kind of been coaching me through it. So this next podcast, we will talk, um, really just about our experience. Um, even though we've been training for this all year, I think we'll really focus on our experience of like actually completing the event because the other thing is, um, we are doing this sprint triathlon, just the two of us. So we haven't signed up for, we haven't registered for an event. It's not like there's going to be people there doing like the start and finish and helping us measure and all this stuff we are like doing this just the two of us and I think that's really cool um because I talk to people all the time that want to like do marathons and or or like try biking or try swimming for the first time and just don't know how so we'll really focus on how how we did that um because definitely this year was the first time that I have swum swam swim swam swum that I have done the swimmies in a pool um, since I was a wee lass of probably 10 to 12 years old, and I'm sure somewhere in my parents' house, there's still a shoebox full of all of the purple participation ribbons that I won for my swimming days. And I was always so embarrassed because I was like, wow, I'm a horrible swimmer. Guess what? I started this year and I'm good. I'm a good swimmer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, haven't done it since I was a child. Biking, have not done that shit since I had training wheels. And here we are, about to do 12 miles. With it's training pretty, wheels. It's pretty yeah. cool stuff. I will not have training wheels. <laughs> I do want a kickstand, though. Reach out, reach out to me if you're an adult and your bike has a kickstand. Because I learned the hard way that adult bikes don't have kickstands. By getting off my bike and just dropping it. The first time I got it. And and did you Bobby... grow up with an auto kickstand? Like, you would have to try... <laughs> you just drop your bike. Bobby looked at me, gave me the most horrified look that we've had of our entire relationship. We're about to get married. And he looked at me like I had just told him that I think Nazis are cool or something. Like, Jez was horrified with me. And I said I thought there was a kickstand. And he had to explain to me that that's not how life works. And anyway... But also you have to actuate it. Like, it's... it's. Not... I was gonna... But it doesn't exist. No. It's an additional feature. That's where they get you. You got the base model. I did. I did. And I need an upgrade. We will check back in with you guys next month. We will. Adios. And we'll let you know who won. (coughs) Who win, win, won. (coughs) That was me clearing my throat like I did at the beginning. Hmm. Is it going to help you win? I don't need any help. Good luck.